It's time for... So Thirsty. Hello, and welcome to the So Thirsty Podcast. I'm John Norman. And I'm Jonathan Fink. And what are we going to be talking about today, Jonathan Fink? Gay stuff. (laughs) And gay stuff as it relates to what? Well, recently I read this article about Sam Smith and about how a bunch of gay men hate him. Uh And I think it's very important for us to kind of discuss, because it's a problem in our community. We hate each other. I don't know why. That's right. Everyone sit down around the campfire. Let's talk about it. (laughs) And uh, John brought up a very interesting point while we were talking about it the other day, because we were having a side conversation where, you know, there aren't that many gay artists. And if there are, you know, gay men don't really support them. Absolutely true. Very much because they always find a reason to hate them. But we do prop up female idols or female artists to be our gay icons. And and we just want to get to the root as to why that is. So Absolutely. 100%. Um, so <laughs> before we get started, I want to mention a couple of things in my world. And I want you to talk about your life as well, because you know what? It's important. Well, thank you. How generous of you. <laughs> exactly. First thing I want to talk about, speaking of idols that we prop up, one of the most important things, one of the most detrimental things that I found out today was about Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Oh, what happened to her? Her, okay. She's been teasing clips of her new album on Instagram today. Uh Uh-huh. Past couple days. And they all kind of, first of all, they do not sound good. They sound like her doing karaoke of like other people's music. It's really weird. Like it is Uh, not. Is it it religious sounding? It's not religious sounding. Um, It's just kind of like, I feel like it doesn't feel authentic. It, It feels like she's somehow like doing bad cheesy karaoke covers of other people's music even though it all is original music if you know what i mean like it's just not produced very well it's just it feels inauthentic like i i just she either needed to like ramp it up and do like fun songs like she did with her third album or like strip it down and do like more of an acoustic thing like you had with her first album and her fourth album right um but this was not good and so what was especially hurtful today was that one of the songs called Dumb Blonde was replaced with Dumb Blonde featuring uh, Nicki Minaj. Oh, but why is that a surprise? It's not a surprise. Literally, Nicki Minaj hops on everything. And it's exactly. She is just she's so oversaturated. I'm like there's too much Cardi B. <laughs> that would have been so much better. Like, I'm so sick of Nicki Minaj features at our K-pop nights. Whenever we play Idol, we do not play the one with Nicki Minaj. I was just going to say. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, we just play the regular version. Her verse on that is so useless. And to have her, oh my God, to be, it it doesn't even make sense. Cause like all the other songs that Avril Lavigne has teased so far have been like mature and like sophisticated and like still not my favorite songs, but like, you know that like the record label is like, oh my God, we got to like get a hit in here. So let's just like, let's throw Nicki Minaj on something like the most uninspired, uncreative move to try and get a hit off of this album, which we all know that adding Nicki Minaj to your song does not make a hit. Not anymore. You're right. Not these days. Honestly, it's just, they could have done. She's like the auto tune of this day and age. Yes. Something. Absolutely. It's the trend, you know? Yeah, and it's not even like 
it's the like the trend step. is done with. We're on the we're on the downward spiral of this trend. Like, get over it. I think Avril Lavigne's career is on the downward spiral. <laughs> I'm sorry to say oh yeah for sure like which is why they decided like, to do this you know they couldn't think of anything else more creative like i don't know better marketing better promotion a better album you know? better music <laughs> well i think that's on her doesn't she write her own stuff she does at times yes at times okay well yeah i mean her whole her whole first album was um written by the what is it the matrix or something i, I forget her. really no, no, no. Basically what they did is like she had a diary and this like duo took her diary and made songs from it. So she got co-writing credits for it, but she didn't actually write songs necessarily. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good to know. So so that's probably the biggest news in my pop culture life. Um, in my real life, all I've been doing the past few days is just like getting ready to sell these k-pop t-shirts that i had made they finally came in the mail i've been waiting like two weeks and my friend ruth came over last night and we took a little you know we took some photos and it was real cute and stuff um i am not a photographer by the way so but they came out great did did i send them to you i forget i think i saw some of them if i recall correctly (sighs) did i send you the one of her like on the couch with the dog oh was that was that the one there was another one that you were just like oh this is my friend and she models for me like an asian girl Oh, no, that was a different set of photos. That was for the candles. But that girl actually... But did you also take those photos? No, one of them, um, Kelly, She, one of my uh, friends that was on my Instagram recently, Kelly, she's going to be coming over, I think, tonight to be also taking pictures in those shirts. And then I have another friend, uh, a dude, and um, we're going to be taking pictures too. Oh. So, you know, you, you got to have that content. Nice. Yeah. Of course. Um, we have to be... All inclusive. Of course. Yeah. So I've got the two shirts. One of them is Stan Luna, the bisexual Stan Luna shirt, which fits in with today's podcast theme, I think. And then (laughs) the other one is um, Monster X, like heavy metal themed. And that one's kind of funny because it's like, like my friends are not the heavy metal type. So it's kind of like, um, okay, uh, how do I make them look like rockers and, but like, or edgy or something when like they want to bring their puppies and whatnot and like i'm on the same boat too so it's kind of just like funny trying to come up with ideas for it i'm sure you can figure something out yeah we'll we'll figure it out i think there's this one graffiti wall in austin have you seen pictures of it where it's just basically these like cement steps and anyone can go up to them and they Mm -hmm. can graffiti whatever they want to on them. So it's like this ever evolving, ever changing sort of wall. So if you go on any given day, it's going to look different than the day before. So it's, it's pretty neat. Um, Yeah. It's it's like, you know, just like a crowdsourced art project sort of situation, you know? And um, so we'll probably go there and take pictures in front of that. Cause that's like the go-to place where any Austinite, if they want to take edgy photos, they do it in front of the graffiti wall. So, nice. Yeah, probably do that in the next couple of days. But anyway, what's going on with your life? Oh, well, my pop culture news is a little bit more eventful. Madonna is getting <laughs> another GLAAD award. Woo! Yay! For all her contributions to the gay community as a uh, fighter for AIDS awareness and AIDS research. And she's done many... Uh, uh, whatchamacallit, shows to fundraise um, funds for AIDS research. And in the 80s, she was all about safe sex 
and spreading awareness about AIDS and how it can be transmitted. Because back in the day, everyone was like, oh, no, don't touch me. You know, everyone was like scared that, you know, if you had AIDS or HIV, that they could get it from just, you know, contact. But yes, that was yes. Wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was one of those people in the forefront who really used her platform to get the word out there. And that was not only because, you know, she felt it was important, but the the gay community or the LGBT community was so instrumental in making her a superstar. You know, everyone who taught her how to vogue, how to, you know, like just be a saucy bitch, you know, like, yes. And sashay away, like everything that Madonna has based her career on has been, uh, the foundation was the gay community, you know? Yes. And she's always given back to that. And I think it's it's another well-deserved GLAAD award for her. She's done so much for the community, even when it wasn't cool to do anything, you know? Right. Like it was, it was career ending back then, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a long time coming. I think she earned it, you know, way back in the eighties. And so, and since then she's done so much more for the community and it's been what, 30 years on top of that. So yeah, yeah this is very well deserved. She recently did a, a benefit concert, a surprise benefit concert for new year's at Stonewall. So, um, which is a, yeah, I mean, you know about Stonewall, right? Um, people died there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a, it was a place of protest. Like back in the day, especially for for AIDS awareness, you know. So um, in New York, mm-hmm. um, very uh, important gay spot. <laughs> it is like an epicenter of gayness in New York. So um, yeah, she did a concert there, and she made a speech about how the fight still needs to be fought, and uh, it was very inspiring. So I'm very excited. You know, she's never been ashamed to talk about the LGBT community, and and you know. Me being a Madonna fan, I'm very proud. Very, very proud. There's so many women in pop music that have fought for the gay community. Um, And we, you know, we should feel very grateful to them. I mean, of course, there have been some other um, straight idols, uh, artists who've done so too. But the women have been always the forefront for us. Yeah, allies are so important to the community because if somebody who's being oppressed, if they're complaining about it or, you know, they're speaking up against it, then people, if someone's speaking up against it, then they look at it like it's complaining. They just are like, they disregard them entirely. But if it's somebody who is quote unquote, like on their side on the same team as them, then they tend to listen a little bit more. So allies are super important. People like Madonna um, and to a lesser extent, I threw that one out there for you, uh, Lady Gaga. Um, Yeah, I'll give her that. Absolutely. I'll give her that. You'll give her that. Um, well, I can't. I can't not give her that because yes, absolutely, she is a uh, an activist for gay rights as well. As much as I uh, don't have the biggest fondness for her as a person, um, yeah, she she is an ally, definitely. Well, good. A big one. <laughs> a big one at that. So yeah, when is the um, when's the ceremony happening? That's what I'm confused about. So it says that in New York, it's on March 29th. And okay. then in LA, that's a while from now. In May, not it's next month. Well, I was thinking like, okay, they announce it, and then it's going to happen like next week or something. I don't know. No, no, they announce these things like long beforehand. But the other ones in May, so I don't know which one she's going to go to. Is she going to the one in March or the one in May? You know, maybe both. No, she wouldn't do that. Oh, she's too cool for that. That's too much for her, and she doesn't like to repeat herself. <laughs> 
well, maybe she'll, um, you know, be wearing a, a wig at the second one. So it'll be different. No, just the fact that she's there. It's <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> like, why would she receive the same award twice and make a speech for the same award in two different locations? <laughs> you know, that's a really good question. Why are they having two ceremonies then I if it's don't the same know. thing? I, I never, I didn't, I always thought it was one ceremony. Maybe one is the ceremony and then one's the parade. Or, or, you know, you make a good point. Maybe like, you know, how they usually do like a, like a luncheon before, you know? And then, yeah. and then they'll have like the actual thing. I don't know. I have to look into that. Let me, let me, let me see. I don't know. I've never, is like the GLAAD Awards even televised? Uh. I've never tuned into a GLAAD Award. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have cable. <laughs> I mean, neither do I, but you know, streaming. Oh, you know? right, right. Um, you see, this is what I mean about the gay community. We don't support each other. <laughs> yeah 100 like, percent. we should all be tuning into this award show if it does tune in if it does air I mean. yeah so. i feel like the only things that the gay community really pays attention to are the most like vapid unimportant things like <clears throat> rupaul's drag race but if it's anything important about like rights or activism or anything like that we're all just like um okay like is it like on at a time where i'm not pre-gaming <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or you know, I have to. I have brunch Sunday brunch that day. Like, hey, yeah. don't you dare talk down about Sunday brunch. I'm not talking down about Sunday brunch. I'm one of those people. I drop everything for a good mimosa or a bellini. Oh my god! Like, oh, we have this place in Austin where you can. It's so cringy. You can get manmosas. What? What the hell's a manmosa? It's a mimosa, but they put it in like a huge beer mug. That's gross. I know it's so dumb. I'm like, that is so gross. I'm like, uh, of course the locals, you know, they got to have something be gender appropriated or else they can't, you know, a guy can't have a mimosa or else they'll just be seen as too, you know, light in their loafers. They got to have a man mosa. Okay. So listen to this. Um, I did some research. Oh, you're so quick. So the 29th. Oh, well, I mean, it wasn't that difficult. The 29th glad media awards, which is the one last year. They also had two awards. Uh, the one in Los Angeles was in April 12th, and they gave some awards at that one, and then the remaining awards they gave at the one in New York in May. So I think that maybe the one with Madonna will be in May, which means we're going to have to wait even longer for this to happen. But, you know, it, it'll be springtime, so she'll have a fresh spring look. <laughs> so we have that to look forward to. Oh, and, and the rumor is that her new album is dropping in May, so that makes loads of sense. Oh, wow. So, yes, and... Um, she's rumored to be performing at the, um, Euro, uh, Eurovision. Oh! Yeah. In Tel Aviv, in Israel. Oh my God. One, yeah. <laughs> I've watched Eurovision once. One of my friends was super obsessed and had like a whole Eurovision watch party at work. And like, it was on all day long while we were working. Is he European? No, he wishes. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's like... He wishes. Yeah, you know, it's like he listened to one Kylie album and he's like, oh, suddenly I'm like, you know, I'm from the UK. Euro trash. Yeah, I'm Euro trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and I was really not impressed by Eurovision, but that's for another podcast, I guess. Oh, yeah, I made a whole video about it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Norman, and it was about Eurovision because I basically wanted to, um, you know, after watching it, I just you know, had to, had to talk about it. Okay. Okay. And what did you think about Eurovision? Well, I mean, I didn't like it. I thought it was, 
One, I thought it was weird that they performed the same song the entire time, like way to show your versatility. Um, okay, that's confusing and weird. And then it's just like the performances themselves were, they were just like ever living 2019 level. It was all just kind of like weird. It's like they were original songs, but they sounded like karaoke of other people's songs that you have heard before, but don't quite remember, you know what I mean? And it was all just like basic, trashy, awful, whatever. They always lip sync from what I see. Do they? I don't, I didn't, I mean, you know, my favorite's Britney, so I don't really pay attention to that sort of stuff. Right, right, Um, right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't really know. Um, But yeah, was not impressed, not looking forward to it. Then when they announced that there was Eurovision Asia, I was like, what is the point of that? Okay, yeah, Madonna's gonna be at the at the May fourth. Um, but the May fourth one in New York. So Oh good. She's gonna show up looking like a love profusion music video and a beautiful little sundress. <laughs> I hope so. I can't wait to see what the new look for this album is. She always takes on a different character for every album she releases. So I'm Yeah, really I mean once you've done Matador, where can you go from there? Well, exactly. That's that's what we're always waiting to see. What will she do next? You know, she always surprises us with something new. Uh, let's take guesses real quick. No, no, there's no way to guess. There's no way to guess. Okay. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Okay. I think she's going to do um, Leprechaun Chic. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, she'll do Leprechaun Chic or she'll do... That's a terrible uh, guess. She'll do um, uh, Birds of Prey aesthetic. <laughs> Both of those are terrible guesses because she's she's living in Lebanon now. In Lebanon, no, in in Lebanon, in um, Portugal. What is what is the capital? Is it Lebanon? Um, no? I graduated long ago. Lisbon. I don't know things. Lisbon. Oh my God! I sound like a blonde. I'm so sorry, y'all. I I featuring I'm Nicki bad Minaj. My geography. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. But um, but yeah, and uh, she's very inspired by. The, she can't do a Lisbon uh, theme. She already did piece. that with Britney Spears and Me Against the Music. What are you talking about? That wasn't Lisbon themed. Uh, yeah, it was. They kissed. That's lesbian. <laughs> I know. I'm making a dumb pun. It was just. It wasn't worth it. And now you just make me feel even worse about it. I'm sure I I didn't do that. I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm sure you feel great. Anyway. So, yeah, what we were going to talk about in this podcast is essentially that the gays need to support other gay artists, I think. Or they don't. I don't really know because, you know, we both don't like Sam Smith. Oh, you don't like him either? Okay. All right. No, uh, we've talked about this before. Like, uh, okay, so there's been songs where I guess he's like featured in other people's music. Oh, right. You said that he's like straight people music. Right. Yeah. It's just like really boring, basic, like sleepy yeah. Nora Jones. Like, okay, is a guy behind a piano? Like who cares? He's Whatever. Male Adele wannabe, you know? <laughs> but then again, it's what I've discovered is that those are just his most popular songs. So he's got other songs that were like, um, what's the song? Like, um, crying like a kid. Do, 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 go blah, blah, blah. You know that one? Is that popular? I don't, I don't Okay, it was really popular in the UK. I think it was like a number one. I think it maybe did like moderately well here. But I love that song so much. And then he's got some other like dancey songs that I think are really good. And I didn't I know. Only like the, the one song that I can only stomach was the one that went, uh, uh, I'm going to love you like I can, can, can. No? I, yeah, see, I don't know that one. I'm, like, such okay. not a fan of him that, you know, it's like I don't even, like, hate listen like I do with Beyonce. 
I mean, it's not even, I think that's the thing. Like, it's not even that, you know, oh, he's gay. We should like him too, you know? like Yeah, he just doesn't appeal. Exactly, you know? So. He doesn't appeal to that base. And he, and, and he didn't come out as gay until, like, after he became famous. So, like, which I guess I'm okay I always with. assumed he was a fat, straight guy. <laughs> now, he, now he lost weight, you know? He, he pulled yeah. Adele, literally. You know? Right. I, I I think he actually had no diet plan. I think he just actually came out and that made him skinny. What? No, I... I, I skinny! <laughs> I, well, shut up. I hate that. Skinny! Oh my god, no. <laughs> Do you like using that, that whatever it's called? Like everyone's saying, like, skinny legend. I mean, I might have know, a couple like, years ago. Now it's kind of tired and played out like a Nicki Minaj feature. I'm going to keep going back to that. Um, but yeah, like now when people are like skinny legend, I'm, now it's like gotten into the like Facebook crowd vernacular. So now, you know, it's really done for. I never liked it when it was actually a thing anyway. So ugh. anyway, um, what was well, I saying? Oh, Sam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, he doesn't appeal. He's just makes for the most part, boring music. There's some Generic. song ballads about love you know he's like ed sheeran in that same category for me yeah definitely yeah i definitely put him up there with ed sheeran for sure um and yeah so it's kind of like i think we're actually we're more progressive we're not gonna stand him just because he's gay you know what i mean it's like okay well now that we're on the subject of you know gay and success which actually this goes to prove something when i bring this up but troy savan who's been around, I don't know how long he's been a singer. Maybe you do, because you follow him closely more than I do. Um, probably like five years, uh, singer, singer. Like, And he yeah. has, I guess, modest mainstream success, but he isn't like huge, you know? Like, yeah, he's just kind of there, you know? And he's an openly gay artist and he is talented, but, you know, he doesn't, you know, he was saying how he doesn't have mainstream success and he was wondering if it's because he's you know gay is that why he's not mainstream you know so what do you think about that john well let me tell you what i think about that <laughs> um first of all i love troy savan um uh, his voice is so like melancholy and like beautiful and just like i love it and he's very beautiful <laughs> yeah he's like adorable and so like i i want to say he has everything to be super successful And the situation is as such that I think on one hand, he is not as popular because it's, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. It's kind of like, he's not as popular as he could be because he's gay, but also he's only as popular as he could be because he's gay. Like you can look at it either way. And he only attracts a lot of like fetishizing straight girls, you know, straight girls who fetishize the gay community. Like, Oh yeah, 100%. Biggest like fan base so gay people don't support him either to be honest At yeah least not the males i wouldn't say in like a, a mainstream sort of way not to the extent that they support beyonce and whatnot but right. like when i went to his concert a few months ago there was definitely a lot of like it, the crowd was very split i would say like two-thirds of it was um you know high school girls and the other third was like late 20s gay men Okay. And so there, he does have, you know, sort of a, a fan base in the community. I know plenty of gay men who love Troy Sivan and whatnot, but it's one of those things where it's like. The, are, are they more like casual listeners? 
or are they as involved as you are? Um, I would say probably most are like casual listeners. I, I think most are, are kind of like, uh, I like to call them like bedroom listeners where it's like, they'll, <laughs> you know, it's like they'll listen within the confines of their like room within their, you know, house apartment, but they, they won't go talk about it. They won't request it at the clubs and whatnot. It's and, not clubby though. That's, that's the thing. Like, it, yeah. So that's the other side of it is that like he built up his fan base based off of his personality, based off of his YouTube videos. And that's why his fan base is as big as it is. And his music just simply is not as mainstream as it could be. You know, his music, a lot of it is this really like sad, melancholy, but it's not like this big radio hit like a Sam Smith would have or Ed Sheeran. And it's also not super dancey. And, you know, stuff that you could play in a club. So it's kind of this, it's this in between. I get what you're saying. It's like in that middle limbo. Like it's not, it's not mainstream, but it's not indie. You know, it's, it's just there, you know, it's just its own thing. And I mean, I get that and that's cool. But here's my opinion on Choi Savan. His music is a hit or miss for me. I thought his, his debut album, like, I think his debut album, like includes all of the previous EPs he released, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I just found it so boring. And I, as a gay man, appreciate that he, you know, his lyrical content is geared to uh, gay, ex- his gay experiences, which is really cool. But I feel like me as an older gay man, I have trouble connecting to his lyrical content. And it's not that I don't want to support him because I do. I stream his music. I watch his music videos. Um, and I think he's a cool guy. I follow him on Instagram. Um, but I just think, I, just, I don't think he is that groundbreaking of an artist. Like, at least his newer album was a bit better. Like, I liked My, 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 and I liked Bloom, and uh, there was another one. Oh, Dance to This, the one he did with Ariana Grande. I thought that was really good. I thought that could have been a radio hit, you know, mm-hmm. if it had enough traction. But other than that, like, you know, he's just Snoozeville, you know, like his, his album content is, is just, just normal for me. It's nothing amazing. It's nothing new. It's nothing fresh or groundbreaking. He's not giving me anything that I haven't heard before. Well, musically, musically, but let me ask you in Hmm. regards to him saying, you know, if I were gay, would I be more, if I weren't gay, would I be more popular? Would you like him as much if he were a straight artist? Um, probably not. And that's my point. Yeah, because it's like, I, I mean, one of the whole, like, what I really loved about his first album, the Blue Neighborhood album, is that it, because, you know, it's like I'm constantly inundated with all this, like, RuPaul's Drag Race stuff, you need to, not to harp on that so much, but it's like, all of it is all about, you know, drag queens and super campy and you just like in your face and like all about that sort of, that sort of thing. Do you think that would be more popular if like a mainstream gay artist came out and was like No, that? I'm not saying that. Um, but oh, okay. what I'm saying is that like that stuff is important, is great, but what I thought there was really lacking in pop culture is still lacking for the most part is the story of like someone who is just a 
you know, not trying to perform anything for someone, just someone who is a regular person who wants the same experiences as any heterosexual couple. They want to, you know, go out and meet someone. They want to go out on dates. They want to fall in love. They want to raise a family of Pomeranians. And I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. And that's what I really loved about Blue Neighborhood. That's what really resonated with me and all of his music videos when he came out with the trilogy is that it was that sort of thing where it was just him as a young person falling in love with someone that he grew up with and kind of the whole story of that. And now it kind of had that like cliche trope of like, oh, the unapproving father who like beats him up and whatever. And then like, I they kind of implied that the one guy like killed himself at the end. So like I could have maybe done without those sort of things. Cause that's kind of like the sad ending of every gay movie ever. Well, that's just what I was going to say. Like, I think for example, last year, have, did you see love Simon? I did see love Simon. Did you like love Simon? It was good. I thought it was, um, I thought it was good to have a, you know, kind of immature cheesy movie that was, had mass uh, appeal. Well, I liked it because it was for the gays. a teenage rom-com mm-hmm. that had a happy ending, you know? And it felt like all those other teenage rom-coms for straight people, except it was about a gay man and he wasn't the side best friend or he wasn't the guy sashaying away in high heels or, or wearing makeup, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he was just a regular guy, you know? And he just so happened to be gay. Yes, I feel like things like that are so important right now. And him dealing with every everyday life, you know, and I like that. There was also Call Me By Your Name last last year or the year before. I don't remember. Yeah, 2017. I think it was 2017 that these movies came out. But I did not like Call Me By Your Name because it was very cliche and a little creepy because... Because of the age know, difference. Timothy Chamlet, yeah, Timothy Chamlet was like 16, I think. And then the guy was like 30-something. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and a little creepy. I feel like Call Me By Your Name and the Blue Neighborhood trilogy, there was a lot of parallels, a lot of very similar. That's what I'm saying. I've already seen that so many times. Like, yes, being gay is such a tragedy. It's so sad. You know, we either get AIDS or we don't end up with the one we love or we end up getting beaten up or we... Uh, end up getting ostracized by our families Mm -hmm. like we're in 2019 let's talk about how far we've come and how you know we've progressed and how accepting it is to be gay now sure we shouldn't forget of all those other dark times that we've had to to get through but like every once in a while it's nice to kind of shed some light on the positivity of the gay community and i think that's what we lack we don't have any positivity and and i think that's because it's reflective of what's really happening in the gay community, you know, like, yeah, there's, there are people who find love and are happy and happy endings. But a lot of us, you know, like you and I, we're still living in this tragedy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. more or less, you know, where it's all about one night stands and, you know, heartbreak and, and dealing with other gay men where they think they're better than you. And yeah, everyone's catty. Everyone's wanting to spill the tea and like, you know, just wreck each other. And yeah. We're we're worse than women. I think. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why we don't like to prop up gay men most of the time. Yeah. Which is why we prefer other women because you know, we're just all divas and we don't like to give up our spotlight to other gay men. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, so let me let me go back to, just to wrap it up then on the Blue Neighborhood situation. Oh, yeah, So sure, basically, I really like the lyrical content of the songs, which were about the things I was talking about, you know, just like finding someone and falling in love and whatever. And mm-hmm. I liked the concept of just like regular, you know, falling in love with someone and dating and whatnot and it being like soft and sweet and all that. But yeah, the ending was like, you could have had a happy ending and it would have been so much better. Then, okay, second album, you can tell he's like trying to maybe go for something, you know, more mainstream success um, because he's got songs on there that are definitely more energetic. My, my, my was a lead single. And then he had bloom. Then there was the collabs that he had, which were definitely, you know, trying to reach for mainstream success with Ariana Grande. And then the 1999 song with Charlie XCX was, I would say probably his worst song so far. Oh, thank God. Because my friend Andrea sent me that song and she's just like, this song, it's so 90s. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, the lyrics are so cheesy. (laughs) It's so bad. And it like, it doesn't even sound authentic coming from him. He was like three years old when I, when it was 1999. So it doesn't even make any sense. He literally was, he was born in, I think 96. So it's just like. I thought he was born in like 94. I don't know. Either way. So he's not even a millennial. Yeah. It's just like, it it didn't make any sense. Um, And then visually, like in my, my, my and bloom, especially you can tell he's now trying to like step into, he's like exploring the, you know, campier side of gay culture, which I think is important. I think is, you know, a, a big part of the gay community. I liked it. And, liked but it's just it. kind of like it, it. No, I was, I thought he was um, trying to be more of a performer this time around. Yeah. And, and I like that more than, his cry, 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 I'm a teenager, I'm angsty, you know, my life sucks concept as to now, you know, in this new album, which was a, a bit of a more mature step forward, I think. I it, think. it is more fun in a lot of ways, but I just felt mm-hmm. that it he was losing what made him so special to me from the first album. Like, Interesting. It, the mu- new music is more fun. I can dance to it. I feel like it's more uh, palatable. You can like share it with friends more. Like it is geared for more mainstream success, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't give me those warm tinglys that the first album gave me. Well, um, I personally didn't like the album as a whole. I like the singles, you know, because you're talking about the new album. Yeah. I like the singles. um, But obviously those are the best tracks. Those are the ones that he was hoping would, get him a hit but the other ones just sounded like filler to me so i was really excited. well it was only a 10 only a 10 track album i think half the songs were singles and some sort yeah, of promotional he released track. like five singles <laughs> and then he added five filler tracks so that's what the other five tracks were to me filler and i was really disappointed you know because i was really excited in, in the way that the title tracks were going and i was just like yikes yeah this is- um my favorite song on the album that probably wasn't a single is Plum. Ah. Yeah, it, I like Plum too. Plum is a nice song. That one kind of is like a really good, like it still gives me the warm tinglys from the first album, but it's like a little more upbeat. So yeah, I would have liked more songs like that probably on the album. Well, we'll but, see what he comes out with his next album. I mean, hopefully there's a next album. Yeah. So that's okay. So we've talked about two different gay artists now. It's kind of like both of them, why the community doesn't support them is kind of like one makes music not geared for 
the gay audience. Mm-hmm. One kind of does, but it isn't like it isn't for everybody. <laughs> it isn't for everybody. You can't. It's not. A, he doesn't make like what I would consider like social songs, like songs you can play in a big room and everyone gets excited about it. I mean, yeah, and it's not. It's not even social songs. It's lyrically, it's not something that everyone can connect to. Like the younger women can because mm-hmm. they've they've probably also been through that. You know, yeah, my parents don't want me to date so and so, or my parents don't improve of my lifestyle choices, and I always have to be the pretty little girl that my parents always want me to be, the lady. But you know, and I guess they connect to that, and then maybe some gay men connect to it, like you do, but. Not everyone. And that's why I think gay men connect to straight women more because straight women are all about, yeah, I'm going to be like the men and I'm going to be sexy and powerful. And that's what we aspire to be. Not more like women, but breaking out of the mold of what society expects us to be as men and just being free and being expressive. Straight men don't do that. Straight men are all about like, yeah, look at me, dog. (laughs) And we as gay men don't connect to that, but we connect more to strong women who promote freedom and freedom of expression and freedom of being yourself. That's what most of these female artists do, like Beyonce and Rihanna and uh, Madonna, Britney, you know, they're all about being yourself. And that's a message that we as gay men can connect to, whether it's good or bad. I don't mm-hmm. know, because again, it would be nice if we could prop up our fellow gay uh, artists, but we don't always connect to uh, the music that's being put out, regardless of race or, or sexuality or or age or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just something that if we hear it, we like it. The masculinity is such a prison sometimes, isn't it? Well, I think the uh, in our society, yes. I'm not going to get yeah. too complex with that, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a prison. Okay. Especially so, for you in Texas, I'm sure. That's right. This is a red state, boy. <laughs> so, okay. With that in mind, with these empowerment anthems and with people loving RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm going back to it again because I've always thought this. When I go out to the club and they're playing, you know, their reggaeton mixes of Ariana Grande or whatever the yeah. hell. Uh-huh. Why there, if people love RuPaul's Drag Race so much, and there are so many, so many contestants on that show that put out music, and honestly, I think it's really good music, some of it, or at least it's like really campy and really fun music that you could like really have fun with at a club that never gets played. Why does it never get played? No music from any drag queen is ever played at a club. They have drag nights all the time, drag performances. Are we talking about gay clubs? Yes, at gay clubs. If they say they support the drag community so much and it's such a big part of their business, then how come these, you know, RuPaul contestants, they have really fun music. Like they don't play a single song by them. And that has always bothered me. I don't know why. Why do you think that is? Well, because I... Probably, that's probably the closest example, like, of when people say that gay people don't support their fellow gays. It's probably, like, in my mind, besides these other examples that we've shown, that's one of the clearest examples of music that is club-ready and is good. And it's by people that 
it's by like artists that people know and they love and they love watching them be contestants and they love watching their dumb YouTube videos and all this stuff. And they'll, you know, maybe watch the music videos on YouTube, but like, why do we not find it acceptable enough to then play in the club to other gay people who are going to know it? Like I can understand not wanting to play it in a straight club because you know, you're fearful that no one's going to know the song, but like, People know the music, or you would assume they would know the music. Well, number one, I've I never really watched RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm not really that into that. And number two, I feel like maybe people don't take them seriously. Right, that's the thing. As, as like funny, you know, because they're like drag performers. You know, they take them as a joke. So maybe that's why. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing is that as a gay artist, it's like you can never win. It's like you're either too campy, you're too gay, too camp, you're not campy or gay enough, so you're boring, you're you're appealing to the community too much, you're not appealing enough, like Sam Smith, or, you know, it's just like this whole back and forth, you never win, it has to be this perfect balance, and it's just, we haven't found it with anyone yet, so no one's been successful. It's something that you see in, in the everyday gay community as well, like, gay men don't support each other <laughs> like like just regular 100%. gay men to other gay men you know well you seem to be doing a great job over there in austin you have tons of gay gay male friends and it seems mm-hmm. like y'all support each other to an extent which is great to have i've never had that as a gay man i've never had well i i have had support from straight women and from from gay women um but never i've always been like shamed by other gay men. I was even called a disgrace to the GLAD community. Why? What'd you do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was just I was just a geeky. This was in high school. Right. I was just a geeky guy. Well, I'm of course assuming you didn't do anything wrong. I'm just saying, like, what why did they say that? I don't know. I guess I just didn't fit the mold. What of like How did you not fit the mold? I don't know. Like they were all just, you know, like snap your fingers and sashay away type you know like fabulous and and you know throwing shade at you and like you just had to it's kind of like a a battle every time you see another gay man it's just like like the little lifeline thing mortal kombat lifeline thing just shows up over your head (laughs) just start oh my god that's a really good reference (laughs) i mean yeah like that, that's what happens and you just try to see who's the better gay man and either you both come at a stalemate or one wins and you kind of just let them have the room, I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, honestly, I mean, I can get that way. If they are prettier and blonder and younger than me, oof, you better watch it. I side-eye them. I'm like, ooh, you. <laughs> How dare you enter this room? I mean, I don't imagine you like that. You're a very friendly guy. You're very friendly with everybody. Right. Well, and- if they came up and talked to me, I'd be like, oh, hi. But like in my mind for a brief second, for the first few minutes they walk in, I'm like, oh, no, this could be trouble. Because I'm assuming <laughs> that that's what they're going to think of me. Like, oh, uh, another blonde. You were trouble when you walked in. Sorry. Um, oh. oh, I only got through like the first like five or ten minutes of that con- Taylor Swift concert series because I was like, this is extremely boring she literally I just i didn't even try <laughs> she literally just walks around the stage and she's like hi guys aren't i relatable and everyone's like yeah we love you and oh, no. it's just like so oh god it's Don't, boring but at least gay men hate her i, I believe that they do i believe well, there's, there's uh, a few that don't but yeah 
I got a couple friends. I was supposed to go with them to the Taylor Swift concert, but I skipped it. Um, yeah, and they are just stands of Taylor Swift. Um, like hardcore? Oh, yeah. They love, love Taylor Swift. Well, like if you were to say Ariana Grande, then I'd, I'd be like, okay, understandable, you know? Oh, my God. Like, I'm so... A, she has a big growing gay fandom, like huge. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was why I used that example when I was talking about gay clubs. Like... They play every other song now is an Ariana Grande song. She's just like on fire. Like she's doing so well right now. Um, it's kind of like two years ago, three years ago now, uh, when Justin Bieber had that one album. What was it called? Uh, Believe? Uh, Question mark. No, <laughs> that's like his first one, isn't it? No, that was my world. Um, hold on, let me look it up. It was um... Justin Bieber. <laughs> I feel like you're going to say it. And I'm going to be like, oh. Purpose. Yeah, that one. Yes. Believe was 2012. That, no one heard that album. That was weird. Anyway. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. But then in 2015, people were just like playing his music nonstop. It was just every single club. You would be walking down the street and there'd be like, oh, this song, that song, that song. And now it's like Ariana Grande's time. And so I'm just like. Wait. So gay people like Justin Bieber? They loved that album. Yeah. I'm so disappointed. I know. Uh, well, and he's not well, even gay. <laughs> yeah, that's well. Neither is Ariana Grande. So there we go. It's no, just no, like, no. But pro- she's a woman. I understand that most artists that gay men like are females, but rarely ever are they male. Yeah. Well, you know that album was real gay, so it makes I, sense to me. Was it okay? Uh, if you say so. I thought it was. It was kind of you know like real dancey and stuff, and so. Yeah, yeah, it had the, the housey, Caribbean house, tropical house style. Yeah, he, that was like, like that was like one of the first albums, I think, that popularized that sound. So I think that's why it was really no, successful. No, it was popular before he came around. <laughs> I know it was popular, but I'm talking about like mainstream USA. It's just like, he was one of the first pop acts. And now it's all, over, that sound. it's all over K-pop. Well, hopefully now it's dying out, but I couldn't God, I hope so. I'm so sick of that sound. I am too. <laughs> but um, anyway... Um, I think now we should like think about some like amazing women who are gay icons who are amazing and try to figure out like why we figure love them why? so much. I guess like for example, Cher. Why does everyone love Cher so much? Is it because she looks like a drag queen? Is that um, why? I think that's that's part of it. I think it's just like it's well, she's got multi a generational appeal for one thing, right? And she is really uh campy really mm-hmm. uh her femme, outfits really yeah she she exemplifies what you're talking about this like strong independent woman and yeah yeah that's why yeah that's why yeah <laughs> i agree with you i think you know she's i think she is one of the most uh impersonated artists by drag queens like i think there are so many artists, I mean, drag queen artists who take influence from Cher. Like, a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say next to her would be, I don't know, like maybe Marilyn Monroe. Or, um, I don't see a lot of Madonna drags, to be quite honest. You I know, know, right? I don't see a lot of Madonna drag. Well, you know, it's just, I feel like it's almost like, it's like faux pas now to like, What is What does faux pas mean? Or the... They're, like it's no longer cool or like there's sort of maybe that's not the right word but there's like sort of a stigma around it now like because 
I feel like her more than anyone has gotten backlash for being old. And so her her career has been built around her sexuality. And I think there's a lot of sexism and ageism. There's a lot of sexism in ageism. If you get what I'm saying, like it's okay for men to get older and still be sexy. And, you know, look at me, I still look great. But when women do it, it's like, Oh, you're old. Like, sit down. Absolutely. Out of all of the different things that Madonna has stood up for, whether it's to be more openly sexual, uh, even being a woman, now she's fighting to still be openly sexual and to be still expressive, even in her older age. And it's kind of inspiring for women who are that old, especially now in 2019, where women are healthier, women look better than they did, like, 20, 30 years ago, they still have the energy to go out and and explore the world instead of just sitting at home and knit. I think she is a symbol for that. And she's still out there trying to, not even trying, she is doing a great job at showing that she can still be sexy and have fun even in her 60s, which is crazy to think that she's in her 60s. That's right. You should see my mama. She's 60, almost 64 years old. She's doing Zumba every day. Well, my mom is younger than your mom. Wow. My mom is 60... He's going to be 61 this year. So Wow, which is crazy considering you're like so much older than me. I'm only a few months older. Not even a few. I'm only like two weeks older than you. Oh <laughs> my God, so much older. Uh, and you know what? I was supposed to be born in March. You're f- so was I. I was a preemie. Were you a preemie? I don't, I don't think I was a preemie. I just decided to come out two weeks early. Oh, I was uh, three weeks early. You were three weeks early? Okay. Yeah. Oh my God. I was doing so March. Wait, wait. So wait, how does math work? So if you were two weeks early and I was three weeks early, were we like supposed to be born on the same? T- no, you were no. born a week before, two weeks before me. Never mind. Just kidding. I lied. Um, but uh, I mean, you just seem so much older. You just seem so much older because your first two examples of gay icons were Cher and Marilyn Monroe. Okay, but like, what are the- I would have been like, I would have been like Britney and Rihanna. (laughs) Okay, but how is Rihanna a gay icon? Like, what has she done for the gay community? I don't know, probably something. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I get Britney because she's been around for a long time and her gay fan base has been growing. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But I guess I get Britney. I really don't know. I actually don't know why Britney's a gay guy con, but I've come to the point where I've accepted it because I've met so many gay men who absolutely love Britney. So I just don't question it anymore. But I do question Rihanna because she hasn't been around as long as Britney has. And I, I love Rihanna. I love Rihanna, but I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't want to go into detail as to why, but I don't know. I also, I mean, I might be able to get Beyonce, you know? Yeah. But I just don't think like like if we, I don't feel like I've done. Re- I don't pay attention enough to any of these artists to like know if they've like done anything for the community. I don't think, except for Lady Gaga, I don't think these women that we've propped up have really done much. Like let's let's talk about like older icons for a second. Like Bette Midler, she got her. No, I don't know. You'll have to tell me. I am going to tell you. So listen. <laughs> so um, <laughs> pull up a chair. <laughs> so Bette Midler started. Uh, her career at uh, like gay bathhouses, like uh, what? She would perform. I don't know if they were bathhouses, but there were these clubs in where like she would come out and she said like all the men were just in towels, you know, like Spirited Away. <laughs> Did that happen in Spirited Away? 
I know. I'm just trying to think of a bathhouse that I. Know. Oh, is that the name of a bathhouse? Wow. I think we only have one. In no, 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 no. The the movie Spirited Away. They go to a big bathhouse. Ah, uh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah. So she got her start with the gay community too, and she's she's also been an advocate for gay rights. I, Eliza Minnelli is another one. Uh, um, what what's the actress? I just name? know her from Arrested Development. Eliza Minnelli was in Arrested Development. Right, wasn't she? I don't, yeah. She's Judy Gar- Garden's daughter. Uh, Judy Garland's guard. Uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Dorothy's Judy daughter. Garland's daughter. Yes, and she was in Cabaret. And um, Elizabeth Taylor. She's also a gay icon. She fought a lot for the gay community as well, especially during the AIDS crisis. Uh, and so was Betty Davis. And I love Betty Davis. Like, I see why she's a gay icon. I don't know why. And Joan Crawford. They're all fantastic. But, like, I understand those. I, I know I'm making you fall asleep, but I understand those. I don't understand today's gay icons. I guess because, you know, my baby boomer interests. Yeah, your baby boomer interests, absolutely. By the way, yes, she was in Arrested Development. She played Lucille. Look oh, it up. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, she's I, what good. What season? I don't think I got that far. Um, m- multiple ones? Uh, first, second, and fourth seasons, according to Wikipedia. Second? I don't remember how far I made it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I got over that show. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, so uh, same with her and um, um, what's-her-face with the nose. Barbara? Yeah, I only know them for their acting. Well, Barbara Streisand, that's a good question. You know, I'm pretty sure... Has she got many GLAAD awards? There has to be other artists who've gotten GLAAD awards. I don't, awards. I don't think I asked that question. Mm. <laughs> You've met Barbara? I said you I don't got... I don't think I asked that question. What was the question you asked? I don't know. You said that's a good question. And I was like, I did not ask one about Barbara Streisand. Because we were talking about like what makes them gay icons. Oh, okay. Well, um, for and Barbara Streisand, mm-hmm. um, it's just her work in um, Meet the Fuckers. In musicals? Oh. That's all I know her from. Really? What's wrong with you? I Listen, I don't know anything older than Free Willy, okay? so That's not true, I bet. Um, Have you seen Mary Poppins? Uh, I, as a child, yes. Okay, well, there you go. Julie Andrews, another gay icon. Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Britney reference. Um, so... Oh, wow, look at you. Yeah, I've got a million of them. Don't worry about it. You know, it's like, I always have such like, yeah, I have such great pop culture recall, and but it's like so wasted because no one around me has any idea what I'm talking about. So I just can't, I can never utilize my skills. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, what were we talking about? What we wanted to talk about was different strong women that have been propped up as gay icons that deserve it. That deserve um, I'd say Barbara Streisand, Cher, Madonna, Bette Midler, um, I just said her name, uh, Cleopatra, I just said her name, <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Liza Minnelli, Lady Gaga, yeah, why not? They all deserve it. Liza Minnelli got, uh, a GLAAD award, you know, because I just realized that I, I wish there was just like- What about Janet? That's a good question. I would say, yeah, Janet, Janet, yeah, yeah, especially for the black yeah. gays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hope that doesn't sound racist of me, but I think it's good that, you know, the... You know, I don't think it's racist to, to point out that black people exist. No, but I, I don't <laughs> want to make it seem like, oh, yeah, you know, white, pe- white gays is their own icon and black gays are their own icon, you know? 
Like it's oh, an icon yeah. for everybody. But I, I, I think it's also nice that gay people have a black or even just, you know, all gay people in general have a, a black um, woman to look up to. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, well, this is dragging on. Okay, all right. I guess we should just end it here. Just <laughs> Okay, let's just do this. Let's name our top three female singers that we think deserve to be gay icons. Okay, you go first. Okay, I go first. Okay, I'm going to say um, Lady Gaga, Christina Aguilera, and Pink. Those are not necessarily my three favorites, but those three of recent years I've noticed have spoken out most about inequality and whatnot. I, have, I feel I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. There I have ones that I like more like Brittany and I feel like she's got a strong fan base of gays, but what has she done for the gay community other than like make a couple statements? Um, oh, she has? She's made a couple statements. Yeah. That have been like real sort of scripted or whatever. They were really short. And then um, she's, I like performed in the Castro district. She's uh, also said like a couple things that were a little ignorant. Like we were talking about earlier, like, uh, you know, gays are just like girls or whatever. (laughs) Um, So for that reason, and just like her not speaking about it much, she's not on my list, even though she is my fave. So I'm going to go with. She's an honorable mention. She's an honorable mention in that. I always want to mention her, but I don't feel like she's, (laughs) she's not at all an activist. So. Okay. The three I spoke of are are my three. Okay. Well, my three are definitely Madonna. uh, She's like number one, of course. Uh, Cher and Bette Midler. Okay. Well, girl power, am I right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Girl power. (laughs) Oh, we should mention the Spice Girls, all five of them. That makes up my top three. Uh, (laughs) That's too many. It's fine. That's fine. Your top five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spice Girls forever and for always. I don't know. I wish there was a way you can comment and interact with us, but tell us what you think somehow. Yeah. Give us your top three. Tweet us, Facebook us, whatever you can do. Yeah. You can tweet me at Shannon in the East. And me at I'm John Norman. Oh, wow. Use that for everything. Okay. Well, there we go, y'all. Great discussion. Yeah. Good times. Thanks so much for listening. Rate us five stars, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends about us, all that stuff. And, um, you know, until next time, thanks so much and live a blessed life. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, and live a, just stay gay. Well, may the universe give you positive energy. Yes. Bisexual. Bye.